It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. How did Tyler Smith perform in his first game at left tackle in the NFL? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Uh, you know, I'm doing better than I thought I would having just watched the All-22 of this terrible, terrible game uh, last night. Uh, so I, I think, uh, you know, I... Feel a little bit better, maybe feel a little bit worse, but you know we're 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 moving through these days, and and you know listen, this is our last day to to sit and dwell yeah. on this. After this, we got to move on to Cincinnati. Yeah, so <laughs> sound like Bill Belichick there. There you uh, go. So yeah, my wife and I we went, we watched a movie last night, and then I decided I'm going to wait another day just before I can get into the L22 to kind of like remove some emotion from it. Uh, so I feel better. By the way, watched American Psycho for like the fiftieth time. So I love that movie. Yeah, so good. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get into some of our all twenty two notes. We're we're not going to talk about the Dak Prescott anything anymore because we've kind of hammered that point home. There are some positives to take away and things to be excited about. And let's start with Tyler Smith, the Cowboys' first round pick from Tulsa. Played left tackle, had some mistakes, but overall, not too shabby. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot what we talked about. Like, look at the situation that Tyler was put in. I mean, you know, he he spent he did do some some stuff at tackle. I mean, obviously he played tackle in college and 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 through high school. He he was mostly a guard through throughout all the summer. Uh, he did take some reps in the spring at, at mm-hmm. tackle, but you know, two weeks before we get into week one, you know, he gets thrown into left tackle and, and is quickly trying to transition into that. I thought he played fantastically. I mean, I mean, just in the context of what our expectations were, who he was facing, yes. uh, and 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 everything involved there. I just think that you know he was he was moving people in the run game. Uh, he was able to stay in front of folks in in, in the past game. He, you know, he looks quick out of his stance. He 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 struggles to get out of the stance on time. Uh, yeah, that's the biggest issue, right? Like, yeah. I'm glad that you pointed that out. Like when he is off. The stance and t- like out of his stance and time, he's really good and he can yeah. reach the edge. It's just sometimes he's a little bit late, and that might just be from timing. You know, it's timing. just like getting used to. Yeah, I, I think and and that's the thing. A little bit too. Yeah, sure. He has the physical ability to get off the line very quickly. Like oh, he yeah. looks great moving. Like whether it's getting off the line to to, to getting depth in his into a set. Whether it's getting off the line to get to the second level as a blocker, pull in the run game, he moves extremely, extremely well for a 320 pound guy, and he's very strong. You know, there's just there was just so many times when 
we've seen backup left tackles, you know, not Tyron Smith left tackles, come into this game and get into bad body position on a pass rush mm-hmm. and then not be able to do anything about it and then just kind of bump, 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 right. fall all the way back into the quarterback. I saw several times where Tyler got like blown up initially but was able to anchor, sit down right. and get his hands where he needed to and then win the rep. And and I think that that's you know that shows you the kind of talent and and, and power that he has naturally. That's that's a great uh, a ball of clay to mold with. Yeah, so I only had him in pass pro because I was able to watch him all yesterday. Um, I only had him losing three reps. Um, and of the three reps, all three of them, he basically lost the same way. They were on rip moves by Shaq Barrett at the very top of kind of the block. Yeah. Other than that, pretty clean in pass pro. I would say in the run game, the one thing he really needs to work on is he's on the ground a lot. And that might be a balance issue or a technique, but I mean, it seems like he needs to stay up a little bit longer than what he does right now. Yeah. I think that, you know, that's going to take some time with just getting comfortable with the speed of the game. I mean, I think he's overextending trying to get to his spot at times uh, and then just kind of arriving out of control, you know? So I I think that, you know, a little bit more comfort and and footwork uh, and understanding the timing of what, you know, when you're, when you're rushing, like it's easy to trip and fall when you know how much time you have to get to the target and you're playing within, you know, the control of yourself, you're less likely to fall over when you have very specific steps, very specific footwork uh, and you're working on that. So uh, yeah, these are all things that I think absolutely you're right. These are things, the areas of improvement for him. But uh, again, the point from which we are starting, I love it. I mean, I love yeah. watching the guy. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch him in the future. I think we got a real player with this kid. Just really quickly on Terrence Steele, their, their right tackle. Yeah. It's unfortunate yeah. that he had the penals, penalties that he did yeah. because I thought overall he wasn't too bad. I mean, he's not the perfect right tackle. He's not ever going to shut somebody out, but he only got beat a couple times, nothing for a sack. Um I mean, you want to talk about somebody that does fire out of their stance really quickly. That's Terrence Steele. Almost, almost to the point where it looks like he's false starting, but he's not. Like He's just – he's that type of athlete. It's, it is it is too bad because of the penalties because I thought he played a pretty decent game otherwise. I agree. I mean, I think he had a couple of, of snaps where outside of the penalties where uh, it felt like he lost control a little bit, but that's going to happen in a 60-plus yep. snap game, right? But overall, I thought, especially in the run game, he looked really solid. In the pass game, he he did his job for the most part. I mean, look, you go back and watch uh, 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 the game, and you know there was definitely a concerted effort at times to get these tackles some help with the, with the t- tight ends. You know, whether it's in whether it's chipping or or just coming coming in and being another pass blocker, they were definitely getting some help at different points. But even when they weren't, even when there was just five man protections, I thought that you know they did a lot more of the kind of five man protection stuff than I expected. And I think that both tackles availed themselves a lot better than we expected them to. So that's a good sign moving forward. Um, You know, it'll be interesting to see exactly how, and again, I'd like to point out against the Buccaneers who have a very good pass rushing team. So uh, I thought it was all very encouraging, you know, not all very encouraging, but, but for the most part, part. it was very encouraging for the offensive line. And before we move off, I got to throw him in, Marcus. I thought Tyler Biotish played really good. Number one name on my list right here. Yeah. Okay, good. I was going to save him for after the break, but that's okay. We can, we can do that right now. I, I charted him as well. 
I had him being beat by a defender once, and it was very, very late in the fourth quarter on kind of a double block between him and Farniak, where the yeah. guy kind of stuck between them. Yep. Yeah, I mean, other than that, really good. Now, the one thing I would say is I just don't think he's one of these dominant centers that's going to have amazing blocks that we're going to post on Twitter. It, for me, it feels like he just gets in the way, is in the right spot, does the right thing. And if you can eliminate the mistakes and he's just not the one costing you, I think you can be a really valuable player. And I think for the most part, that's exactly what he looked like on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Just don't be the weakest link on this offensive which he line. Wasn't. That's yeah, which he definitely wasn't. So uh, I, I saw several different teams moving really well. It seems like now they're, they're, they're using him in pull pulling situation. He does really well with that. Um, yeah. I saw one play where he almost got a, a double stack of pancakes yeah. Uh, uh, on the move when he was uh, out there, I think it was on Levante David and, and one of their safeties. So yeah, I think he's shown some improvement there, which is much needed at this point. I mean, the Cowboys mm-hmm. desperately need all the help they can get. Uh, and and I, it was impressive to see it's just, you know, again, a guy continuing to kind of grow and get better, which is, you know, good for the team, obviously. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about some guys on defense, Landon. But before we do that, I want to tell you about LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster And did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, look no further than the locked on NFL scouting podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we're, we're going to talk about a bunch of players on defense, but we should talk about Micah Parsons. We kind of glossed over it on Monday and Tuesday show. But, man, what a player. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I, I don't understand the, the strategy right away to play him as like a pure linebacker because Tampa could not block him. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, you know, all the hyperbole that we could put on his name, all all the, you know, the, the talk about how good he was in, in training camp. I mean, you saw it, right? Like he, he, he won dominantly on two back-to-back key third downs inside the red zone. Um, and I think that, you know, you saw it a little bit in the linebacker stuff too, like just their inability to kind of get too far outside or turn the corner because when he was playing off ball, he was eliminating that option. 
Uh, I just think that, yeah, I mean, and, and I, there was even a point where it seemed like he had hurt his shoulder. Did you see that too? Like when he was making a tackle? Yeah, on the it was early was kinda, in the game. I thought he tore his pack the way that like I was, Watt did I was nervous, man. Like that, that, yeah. I mean, I, when it happened, obviously not when I was watching yeah. the tape, but, uh, but yeah, right. I mean, after that, he, he had the majority of his good plays. So I'm assuming he's fine. He's fine. Uh, he's, he's incredible. Like just his ability to get off the ball and get to the, at the top end of the arc, uh, so quickly. And then, you know, he's he's at the top of his arc arching underneath the block where while the rest of the defensive linemen are like just engaging the, the their their uh, opponents uh, for the first yeah. time. Like he's yeah. so fast that it's like it's over before the tackle really even had a chance to get out of a stance. It's it's nuts to watch. Honestly. I, I, I will, will say the, the only reason that I think the Cowboys – have a glimmer or a slimmer, a slim chance to maybe survive the next month and a half is because of Micah, right? Like they play some teams with very poor offensive lines and there's just a chance that he could absolutely dominate and get the Cowboys off the field and help them keep opponents to 17 points a game, 20 points a game. And if he can create some turnovers, who knows? Like this is actually, and I was actually telling people that I was watching the game with, this is a bad matchup for Micah because when you're playing on the edge against Tampa, most of the time you don't have enough time to get to Brady because yeah. he holds the ball or he doesn't hold the ball long at all. When they play like the Bengals this week and Daniel Jones, who holds onto the ball forever, there's going to be opportunities for sacks. Yeah, absolutely. And turnovers too. Like I think that's the other thing too is Brady's also, despite being 108 years old, is is really good at still holding on to the ball even when he gets hit, right? Yeah. I, I think that Micah has got gotten a swipe moved down, so we may see a little bit more uh uh opportunity to uh get the ball out of the quarterback's hands with some of these guys. Yes, I, I agree that I mean I think now that we've obviously lost Dak for several weeks, it's become really important for the defense to take their game up a level to not only just prevent the defense i mean the offense from scoring but providing more opportunity for our offense to get uh points whether that's turnovers you know stopping them on fourth down the defense is really going to have to step up and obviously a huge portion of that is going to have to be the continued accelerated play of mike parsons and if the cowboys want to win these games on defense they're going to need the other defensive ends to step up i know demarcus lawrence had a, a really nice stop on third down but I was a little bit disappointed with the pass rushing from Lawrence and Golston and Dante Fowler in this game. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, I think we saw some stuff from them, but I, I mean, I would go back to what you said. Like it's, it's tough to sack Tom Brady cause he gets rid of the ball so quickly. Uh, there were several times when he was just able to hold on to the ball too long and they have to find a way to get to him. Um, but I, 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 you know, I think that you're right that there's going to be more opportunity for some of those guys like Demarcus Lawrence and and Fowler against uh, you know Burroughs against uh, all the guys that they're. I mean, really, even Stafford and and mm-hmm. and all these guys hold will hold on to the ball uh, to to wait for plays to develop downfield, which is not as much what Tom Brady likes to do. So. Uh, I think that this that will be a true test of exactly what the rest of this pass rush looks like uh, if they are struggling to get pressure on those guys. Let's let's talk about the defensive tackles in this game because I thought Osa was pretty good. I thought Tristan Hill was pretty good, but to be honest, a little bit disappointed in the Bill Gallimore and Quentin Mohana in this one. Actually, I, 
I'll push back on Bohana. I thought Bohana okay. had a good game. Uh, I thought they were definitely – they're using him in a very specific way. His game has really changed a lot since last year. I mean, he really is a guy who can take on double teams. Uh, and then in, on, when he's got single co- uh, blocking going on, he's a guy who can get a swim move, can get into the backfield a little bit and disrupt. Uh, you know, he's not, he's not going to be a huge pass rusher guy, but I think as far as being kind of your designated run defender defensive tackle i thought he did a pretty decent job at, at points the run game wasn't you know the uh, the success of the run that the buccaneers had in the run game was not necessarily up the middle it was on the outside it was trying to get the ball to the outside they were running lots of power pulling their guards and tackles to get to the outside uh so i thought they did i agree gallimore didn't have uh, a standout game necessarily i mean didn't play terribly just didn't really do a ton I thought Osa, Digizua, and Tristan Hill, when they were on the field, played fantastic. Osa specifically on those two sacks that 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 uh, Parsons got. Osa really got good penetration, and frankly, was a big part of why he was uh, 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 Parsons was able to get those sacks, just because Tom had nowhere to step up into the pocket to avoid that outside pressure, and that's because Osa was closing in on him too. So, uh, and Tristan Hill, uh, they found a really good role that fits his skill set mm-hmm. well. Uh, and he's playing a lot better football than we, he's ever played. I, I've seen so far, so uh, definitely excited to see about see what those young two guys, defensive tackles have for the rest of the season. Uh, I want to talk about the linebackers in the secondary just overall, but before we do that, I'll tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, including game matchup news and podcasts, including Week Two. Lines that are already out. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check it, check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, all right, linebackers, Landon. Um, I thought Leighton Van was okay. I don't think he was great. I think Anthony Barr struggled a little bit. What did you think about the linebackers? I thought I thought that Leighton played well. Um, I, I thought Anthony did not play well. Uh, I thought he just looked a little bit sluggish, a little bit slow. Um, I thought that Leighton Van Der Esch was moving around pretty well. Um, you know, I think in, in the run game, he got caught up a little bit in some of the wash stuff at times. That's just going to happen a little bit. That's Like I said, that's not necessarily his game as, as is, uh, you know, uh, getting off blocks and, and making tackles. He's, he's more of a, of a, a avoider. Uh, but Barr, I thought at times kind of just looked a step slow. I think he's probably still still working his way into I'm this sure. a little bit. So, um, I you know, I think we had talked about it before the game. We, a little bit surprising that Jabril Cox had been made inactive. I think a lot of that has to do with him still kind of working slowly back from his ACL. I, I am going to be excited when we can get more opportunities for him to be on the field just to kind of get that extra speed. Because I think the problem was at times when you put – 
it's 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 great to have Barr and Leighton Vander Esch in the linebacking core, but I think there's problems when they're the only two linebackers that are on the field. Right. You've got, they're just you've, too slow. Yeah, and then when you've got Parsons as a pass rusher there, it's it just really slows down the speed of your second level. So I would love to see when, when Cox feels a little bit more comfortable and up to it, uh, him taking some of those snaps and at least kind of making sure that it, like either Parsons or Cox is paired with uh, Leighton Vander Esch and, and Barr whenever they're on the field just to provide you know one element of speed on that second level. Yeah, uh, last thing, and it bums me out because we've been talking this guy up for a while. And just for whatever reason, Anthony Brown does not play well against Tampa Bay. It's just that the team that he does not match up well against. He gave up uh, six catches for 108 yards. Didn't really make any plays in the football. I don't know if it's just a bad matchup for him because they've got size at receiver or what it is. But Cowboys need him to play better if they want to have a good defense. Yeah, and it wasn't like he was getting torched. Like it was more just that he wasn't making the plays when he's getting there. Like that what was that one pass, the long pass down the throw to was it Julio Jones, I think. Yeah, and he was there. Like in fact, his he he ba- almost got fingertips on the ball as it was arriving into Julio's hands, uh, but it didn't. And and so like it's about finishing that stuff, right? At the very least, we can say, hey, this isn't a situation where where he was toast out there. He was he was in the, he was in the area, but you, you know we got to take that extra step of finishing the play, uh, and you know that it just didn't happen last week. I'm not worried about Anthony Brown, but I do agree that he didn't have a great game last. This yeah, week. we've seen him play a million times better than that, and he had, from all accounts, a great you know training camp in oh, preseason yeah. or he not preseason because he didn't play, but a great training camp. Um, I, I suspect he'll play better. Um, any other thoughts just on the, the Cowboys offense? I know we kind of forgot about the tight ends and the receivers and stuff, but any thoughts on those guys before we head out? You know, I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter about like, you know, uh, double and triple teaming of CD lamb and stuff like that. And that's why he was having problems. I just didn't see any of that. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think that there was, it, it, I, we had a long conversation with a couple of other folks that we are friends with about this. And to me, it, like, I think the offense in general could be summed up by disjointed. I mean, I, I've said my piece about how I think uh, uh, Dak played on Sunday, which, I, again, one of the worst games I think I've seen him play. But beyond that, too, I think that there was some, you know, elements of it that were also involved in play calling. There was also some elements involved in execution and, you know, by the wide receivers and tight ends. Um, I, I think there was things that worked that just, you know, where guys were open, but they were just not able to convert. You know, they weren't able to get the, 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 to complete the pass. You know, a guy undercuts the route, knocks it away. Dak takes too long to th- deliver the ball. Defensive back gets on it. Uh, the ball goes a little bit high or behind and then the wide receiver's not able to come up with it. You know, some of these stuff, some of these plays individually will get cleaned up by just, you know, more reps and, 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 and you know, playing a little bit more. Uh, but I would just say in general that I, I think, you know, kind of to piggyback on what I said yesterday, the problem is that we wanted this game to get the bad taste out of our mouth from the playoff game. Right. right? And like, and that's, and now instead of that, it's compounded the situation. Now it's just all bad taste in our mouth. And, and it's been a long time since we remembered, you know, the good offense. So right. I think that they've got a ways to go in a couple of different areas, not just the quarterback, but also in just execution and, and play calling and stuff. Uh, but I, I know that this team has talent to get there. It's just, you know, they've got a, they've got a, all, all of them. I mean, again, 
yes to all. All, yeah. all of those folks on the offense, coaches, players, quarterback, all have to play better. How do you think Cowboy fans will feel if they, let's say they lose to Cincinnati on Sunday, but it's like a 20 to 17 game. Do you think they'll just feel better? Or do you think at this point, nothing's going to make the Cowboy fans feel better? I think some of them will feel better. I mean, I think if, if you keep the game close against a team that, you know, despite what they did last week, they were in the Super Bowl last year. Uh, I think if you do well, just those- hold on really quickly about the Bengals last week. <laughs> they had five turnovers and yeah. they lost the game because they missed an extra point. They had an extra point blocked. And they had a 26-yard field goal miss because they lost their long snapper in the first quarter. They win that game despite having five turnovers. It shows you just how insanely talented they are. I mean, Katie Drummond, I think, uh, famously was calling for the Romo-Buffalo Bills game uh, 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 for, for Burroughs. And almost he almost pulled it off. So I mean, he should have uh, pulled it off. He threw the game-winning touchdown. All he needed was his kicker to make the extra point. So Yeah, I, I mean, I think if the Cowboys are going to win this week, they they got to find a way to take it. I, I think they could get a similar number of, of, of opportunities to get uh, turnovers. They've got to find a way to convert those, you know, yep. and then slow find other ways to also slow down the Bengals' offense when they aren't turning the ball. Yep. I, I just think fans at this point, if they see – a better performance, even if they're not, they don't win. I think that could at least provide some yeah. optimism going into like the giants game and maybe the Philly game and the, the, the commanders game that like, Hey, we can steal these games. We've seen this team play better. Uh, just go out and, and do it. I just, I think, I think you're right. The combination of them playing so poorly in the 49er game. And then I actually think playing so badly in the Broncos preseason game has made people feel like, this team just hasn't played good in a long, long time. Yeah, and and again, like uh, it leaves a, a very bitter taste in our mouth, and and everyone's kind of retreated to their corner and their own, uh, 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 you know, storylines as to why it's why it's happening. And frankly, no one individually is wrong. You know, it's 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 all of it. So, uh, yeah, I think at this point, the 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 cure for this is for Cowboys to play good football. Just again. play. Yeah. Play it better. Show us that you care that you can, that the offense can at least generate some points. The defense can get some stops when they need it. We'll see. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making lockdown Cowboys. Your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, Brian Peacock and former NFL scout, Matt Williamson, give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We've got a busy week uh, coming up to tomorrow. You'll have the crossover with locked on Bengals. Uh, we're recording that today. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, then Friday, you and I are going to do our game preview, getting ready for that matchup against Cincinnati. So make sure to follow the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, check us out over on YouTube. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.